Hey, it's almost the new year. Oh, it is. It is like very close now. Yeah. Actually, I think when this comes out, it's going to be after the new year. Oh, yeah. It will be after the new year. It's after the new year, everybody. Hey, I'm Jenny Zagrino. I'm a comedian. I'm Kat Eves. I'm a stylist. And And this this is is Gaudy Positive. Positive. Pew, 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 pew. Ow, ow. I love laser noises. I do too. Um, Everything's better with lasers. Right? Yeah. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah. Goal for 2019? Goal for 2019. More More lasers. More lasers. Yeah. More uh, lasers and also lasers like the Jewish last name. Laser. Oh. Which I think is on the roof. Isn't he something laser? I have a confession. Oh, no. I've never seen it. You've never seen Fiddler on the Roof? I know. I know. Did you hear that? That was the oi of 5,000 years of my people. Just I mean, being look, like, what? I grew up very Protestant. You know what I mean? We're dumb. She didn't like musicals? I loved musicals, but I was more of like the I've seen Jesus in the technical. <laughs> You're a lame is a rap. Yeah, you want to say that with a really bad French accent when you say <laughs> it, though. Ah, uh, Les Miserables. Oh, that actually sounds pretty good. Je suis les miroirs misères. Je suis miserable. I am miserable. <laughs> the thing that I figured out is like the way to have a good French accent is to just like have a little bit of a post-nasal drip. You think so? It's all in the back of your throat. I mean, I always have post-navel, navel. Navel drip. You actually, Same. you probably never want to smell my belly button. It's real bad. <laughs> it's like a thing. This is real sexy, Jenny. I used to do this thing with my ex. <laughs> it's about get to get into real. it. Um, look, I love being gross. That's why yeah. I want a boyfriend is just to be gross. Yeah. But like, I don't know why my belly button for some reason gets real funky. Mm-hmm. I clean it. But sometimes I forget. It's a natural thing. And sometimes I would ch- I would chase him with. No, you wouldn't. Yes, I would. With your belly button cheese. Yeah. That's so gross. <laughs> that is so gross. This podcast. Is done. I'm available. Oh my god. Who wants it? You know what? I feel like the belly button is like the last part of the body to be commodified by the beauty industry. No, it's got no. We had belly button rings. No, yeah, but like the inside of the belly. Button. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Between your toes and belly buttons are the last vestiges. What do you think we could put in there? What do you think mm. a Kardashian would put inside of their belly button? Probably like some really rare like rose water infused diamonds oh my or God. something. Let's call goop.com yeah. and tell them to put like a rose quartz Let's, no, 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 no. inner belly button you know crystal. What? Stop list. Don't talk about it any further. Nobody stop listening. We're working on a product for goop. We're going to sell it next week. What is it? But what's it going to purify? No, it's secrets. It's got oh, okay. chrysanthemum flower and <laughs> oh, holy oak. Can we steam our belly buttons? Yeah, we're gonna. It's gonna be a. It's like a V steam for your. For your, it's a bee steam. <laughs> Wait, that's for your butthole. Oh, another product. Okay. Bee steam. Sure, you've steamed your vagina. Now finish the job. Yeah. Why why does only one hole get the love? Yeah, why wouldn't you? I think you'd want to steam clean your butthole more than anything. Right. Yeah. Steam that. (laughs) Oh, God. Steam that butthole. You think think that... God damn it. What's the... um, A jade egg and a chrysanthemum flower. (laughs) Uh, You think the Dyson guy has a product for that? What? (laughs) I think it's more of a sham wow kind of deal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what? Also, they, do you remember Vajazzling? Yes. I don't, like, I've literally only heard of one person ever actually doing that. But what about 
it's already there bedazzling but for your vagina no but, for your butt oh with oh, a b yeah. it's bedazzling it's i already... bedazzle but are you bedazzling the inside yeah of it yeah you gotta do the inside oh you gotta look i in would there bedazzle and... around it like a yeah. runway no yeah like yeah, light yeah. it up you know what i mean <laughs> this is some little led lights stick them on and it makes a noise every it's time like... i back up beep. <laughs> it's like a little light bright back there you know you I'm just make, saying, if you want to have a gaudy positive butthole. It's like a real welcome mat. Light it up. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. Just uh, wipe your shoes off before oh, you come man. inside. Listen, if you're listening to this right now, I want you guys to spread the rumor that this already exists. Uh, Please. Oh, butt bedazzlers? Yeah, just be like, oh my God, have you heard about BB the latest thing? Who would be into it? I'm thinking like Jennifer Love Hewitt. Jennifer Love Hewitt? <laughs> I think she's actually the person I read about getting vajazzling. I mean, so wait, when you did vajazzling, it was I like little stickers? Yeah, it's like little stickers. I didn't do it, to, for the record. Oh, um, at the so yesterday I got my tattoo worked on mm. by uh, Sean Arnold, amazing tattoo artist. But and, at, and, and very popular vajazzler. A very popular vajazzler. Butthole bleacher. <laughs> He's... You know, I you know I don't think that's part of his job. I will no? say though, every time I see him, it's always, I always for, forget. So when I saw him yesterday, it was supposed to be one o'clock, but I had put it in my calendar when I was in the Midwest. So when I flew here, it turned it to three o'clock. Yeah. And at one o'clock, he texted me like, um, "Hey, we're still good." And I was like, "Yeah, we're still good." <laughs> and he, and I was like, "Where is it?" And he told me where. And I was like, "I can walk there. Should I walk?" And he goes. Whatever gets you here faster. And in my head, I was like, oh, I'll get there in time. Don't worry. Why oh, is he Why man. is he worried when I'm showing up? Oh, and then at 2.30, he was like, are you coming? Oh. And I was like, huh? Oh, no. And I, yeah, I got in the yeah. car. I did not, my tattoo is very close to my vagina. Yeah. And it's winter here. Yeah. In the Zagrino household. So, <laughs> I've, look, LA does have winters. I've had to apologize to him like twice and been like, I'm oh. really sorry you're going to see my pubic hair. <laughs> uh, but you're I'm like, sure but he it's sees cool. It. I put some beads on it. So. Yeah. <laughs> Gave it some fringe. Put some uh, fringe my on my fringe. <laughs> my vagina took a vacation, came back from Sandals <laughs> Resort. <laughs> Just like those, those fucking kids in school <laughs> who would get their hair yes. braided. I uh, added some feathers. <laughs> They did. You always knew when someone came back from vacation. Cause oh, because they, they were their, tan? They, no, because they got their hair braided mm-hmm. at like their sandals resort. Well, no, but it's like we would come home from winter break in Minnesota and then it would be like, uh, you know, uh, pale, 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 braided and tan, pale, pale, <laughs> pale. <laughs> That's like, really funny. It was a weird tan too. It wasn't like a... Yeah. It was like, I don't know. <laughs> Have you ever tried self-tanner, like the fake orange stuff? Um, I had a lotion that had the tint in it. Yeah. But then you would just get weird streaking. That's the problem. So I, last year, for some reason, decided I was going to get it. Yeah. And I got two different ones. I don't remember why I ended up with two different ones, but that's what happened. And um, <laughs> anyway... They're garbage. I, I just ended up with weird streaks. It's yeah. like everybody's like, oh, you know, they've made so much progress. And I just either I'm just dumb and I can't get the <laughs> technique right or I'm just not 
supposed to. Also, the <laughs> color is just like nobody's gonna look at that color and be like, yeah, that's that's a color you tan to. But you're you're a perfectly you know pink. I am a little cherub baby. I am a little cherub pink baby. I'm yeah. extra pink right now because you I'm hormonal. are. You're hormonal. You also just got your hair dyed. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I'm also yeah. pink. That you're way. super pink. I'm just like a pink bean. Yeah, you're just like a little, you're like the... Um, I'm like a little marshmallow. <laughs> yeah, you're like a little pink blush marshmallow. Yeah. You know what? If I was going to be a food, that's the one I want to be. A blush marshmallow? Yeah. A pink peep? Yeah. Oh my God, I do want to be a pink peep. Yeah. And then when you put us in the microwave, we get real big. What happens? Have you never put a, a peep in the microwave? No, I hate oh, peeps. I can't wait for April to come around. I put them in a microwave like to spite them. <laughs> to be like no, fuck you here's what peeps. you do this is like very fun family activity you okay. take two peeps and you face them uh, uh, towards each other and yeah. you put a little like like a toothpick or something into each of them so that they're tooth so that they're crossing swords basically okay or their swords are not like necessarily wait touching. where are their swords yeah they're not dicks but they're actually toothpicks and you but you have them you stick them in like they're Facing each other. Yeah. And um, then you put them in the microwave and you watch them fight. You see which one stabs the other one first. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's family fun. I thought it was going to be like, and then they're going to kiss. No, no. And before they, they explode. No, no. It's like jousting. <laughs> yeah. You're it's into Ren Fairs. Nothing like jousting. Just like it. <laughs> they didn't just stand near Look. each other and then swell up. Look, it's important that we remember the people. I get you don't understand your history or something. Mm. What? Okay, so speaking of history, we have two very cool things I'm excited to talk about on this episode. Oh yeah. Number one, let's just get out of the way. Let's talk about our 2018 mm. achievements because I've been feeling really bad about myself, and I feel like you know, in this age of like social media and how everyone's like hustle, 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 hustle. Mm-hmm. I'm hustling. I'm feeling the hustle. Are you hustling? Are you sacrificing? You're in Yeah, like, I hate it. Well, that's the thing is like we talked about that in a few episodes ago, right before Lupe busted ass. Yeah, literally. And um, that's the thing for me is where I I say it is bullshit is mostly that like. That I do think that you have to have a certain amount of joy that you bring to it in order yeah. to keep going. But I also think that it's like. It's it's not sustainable for most of us, and there's this like culture of shame around it. I think that's yes. what really bothers me about like the the hustle world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was thinking about it today, and then I was listening to my motivational tapes, which are very like motivational tapes. Okay, well, I look on YouTube, just like the okay, compilation, like cassette tapes. No, okay. <laughs> oh, I want them I'm to not be though. Sixty-seven. I really want them. But to be. um, one of them was like was like you were sacrificing. You were hustling. You didn't have excuses. Everyone else has excuses. Ugh. You don't have All right, excuses. Mr. <laughs> That's literally it. And then I'm like sitting and like making my uh, eggs, like boiling eggs, just sitting and being like, oh. I don't have excuses. Oh, good. But um, that was really helpful for you, I bet. <laughs> I made a list. I made a list of accomplishments to remind me that when I think about how. This year in my head, I was like, oh, it was a terrible year. Actually, it wasn't a bad year. It was a good year. Mm-hmm. So, and then did you make your list? I did. I made my list. Okay, cool. So I will read off my list in my book that I've oh been my God. writing. We need to talk about that first. <laughs> okay. Oops, I moved my For thing. anybody who's using the artist's way, or reading the artist's way book, I in my defense, I bought the book. I haven't read it yet. Yeah, okay, bitch. <laughs> so. But I know that one of the things Don't in it, throw stones at glass houses. Oh, no. I'm, 
I, I have thrown all the stones. <laughs> but it's really funny because Jenny, one of the things in the artist's way is that you're supposed to write three pages every day, front and back. Um, you're supposed to journal. And it can be kind of loose, but... Um, Jenny just was like, I'll just get a really tiny notebook. It's the size of my hand. It was the oh, the free notebook I had. Oh, okay. Okay? You're right. It was what I had I know, available. You're not privileged enough to get a larger notebook. <laughs> I get it. Large notebooks are so... They're like at least $1.99 at CBS. Yeah, so. but I wanted it to be cute. Look, it's gold. I'm just giving... I just wanted to give you a little You're being shit. a bitch right It's now. hilarious. It's so funny. <laughs> You're like, I did six pages. Also, what I have done too. So I write, I don't know, I write in cursive. Oh, who's fancy? Yeah. Well, I write in cursive for two reasons. Number one is that if we write in cursive, no one can just glance at it and read it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you have to really look at it. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. And two, I just, I like cursive. Yeah. I don't think people write anymore. Like people don't write anymore. I'm excited. Like, Let's get back to writing. Let's get back to writing oh. letters to people. Oh, I'm never going to do that. Okay. I like always, people send me postcards and I think it's awesome and I like, I just don't. I try to. I bought a bunch of stamps. I lost them, but I try to send postcards when I go places. That's the biggest thing is that I never have a stamp. I probably yes. would send more if I had the stamp. And also if there was a post office in my house. <laughs> you can't just put I, it I don't in your go, mailbox. I don't want to go to the post office. No, I don't trust it that it'll get places if I just put it in my mailbox. <laughs> I send there. my little sister postcards you from do? places I go on the road sometimes. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, I used to, and then I, I lost it. But also, what I've done with this, too, is I've written in cursive so badly that I can't even read it. <laughs> so it's like, then whatever is it, it's out there in the world, and it's no, done. it's un, yeah, it's yeah. just out. That's so I can't funny. go over it and be like, oh, I feel bad about myself. I literally cannot read what I've written. That's so funny. You try to read, th- just try to read try that. Try to read this, all right. Uh, whoa. Yeah, I don't, am I, I am not this job, that job, and I am sure I can get a, no, I have no fucking idea. (laughs) No, I have no idea. What letters are, those aren't letters. I'm worried about where you learned cursive. Oh, well, (laughs) I can actually write well, but this is just garbage. Okay, so here's my list. Um, so number one, Badass Bitches of History. That was huge. Sold a web series to Comedy Central, wrote, created this, got to hire my friends. I was going to say, that's yeah. a big thing. It was a great experience. I was one of those friends. You were one of those friends. Yeah. I loved it. Um, I was on Girl Code, second season mm-hmm. for a, mm-hmm. on a Snapchat. It was great. I performed at over 60 colleges. Dude. Yeah. You were gone like uh, pretty much the whole yeah. year. Yeah. Just like just traveling. Yeah. Um, I've over, so this is like, actually this is, um, accumulative, but I've, since I've started, but now I can say I've performed in 49 states. Wow. What's the one state? What's the one? Alaska. Oh man. It's come on, Alaska, one. come through. Ooh. I want to, can you, what if you did like, could you perform on an Alaska cruise? Would that count for you? No. That doesn't count. I think count. I'll just go to Alaska. No, performing a cruise, damn it, I'm coming. <laughs> don't don't want to be on a cruise. Yes, yes, I do. I want to get norovirus. <laughs> what? Just kidding. I'm oh, kidding. That's the stomach it's on the It's actually the opposite. I actually like yeah, don't. Yeah, but I'm going to lose so much weight. <laughs> oh, God. 
fuck it. My mom, my mom went on that Alaska cruise and uh, this summer, and she loved it, and she said it was really beautiful. And my mom was like, let's go do a cruise next year. And I was like, no, I really am afraid of norovirus. Oh, my mom wants to do a cruise with me. She just got back from the Chile. Oh. Uh, she had a good time except getting robbed. Oh, um, well, yeah. footnote. Oh, my poor mommy. Uh-huh. All right. I went to nine countries. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote two pilots. Dude. They are unfinished, but I did them. I I just wrote like a headlined, which is cool. And then I did the punchline TV show, Comedy Knockout. And then I put down, also, I got to go to my first fashion show. Yeah. So we went to that fashion show. That was really fun. Did I miss anything? Uh, Probably. Yeah, I probably did. I mean, I feel like you've done a lot. Badass Bitches of History, I forgot that was even this year. That feels like it two was years ago. Forever. It was almost a, it was it was a year old. Year. Yeah. yeah. That's wild. Oh, then also two podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. You've been busy. I've been busy. So, so yeah, and then this next year's going to be even better. Yeah. I already you're have on, my goal book for that one. You were on Adam Ruins Everything. Was that this year or last year? That was two year? years ago. That was okay. 2016. Oh, wow. God. Yeah, I was in the Wait episode, which is a really good episode. Really you good guys episode. should watch it. It's a really good episode. Also, you're real cute, man. Wasn't I cute? You're so cute. Also, it was the first, my first role where I wasn't getting fucked in the butt. <laughs> it's funny, <laughs> but it's, it's funny because it's true. My first like narrative piece where I wasn't getting boned by an old guy. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of which, PSA. <laughs> PSA for today, watch your bad Santa too. Get yeah, go Jenny watch it. Royalty. The the um uh it's not over. The uh Holidays. holiday season is not over. Go watch Bad Santa too. Okay, what's yours? What is mine? Well, badass bitches of history. I got mm-hmm. to style that. That was really fun. That was my first time. Technically it's my second time working on a Comedy Central thing because my first time was dressing you for your special. Oh yeah. But that was my second time working with comedy. And the first time doing working with them in like yeah. a real costume capacity. Which I actually uh now have I have it recorded. I recorded my Comedy Central special. Comedy yes. Central, please make those specials more available. Yeah. But I recorded it. So if you need some pictures of some styling, cute, you let me know. Anyways, Excellent. I think I have your video up on my website, but dope. Yeah, so y'all can go look at that. It's on thestyleethic.com. Woo! Um, so uh, badass bitches is a big thing. I also styled Dulce Sloan for the Emmys, and if you guys don't know who Dulce is, right by now, I don't yeah. know what podcast you've been listening to. We've mentioned her a hundred times. Yeah, she is on the Daily Show, and she's real funny. Mm-hmm. Um, her Uber, speaking of which, her Uber commercial has been going around and it's so funny. What's her Uber commercial? She did a, she did a like daily show Uber commercial. Oh, I saw that Uber to Canada. Yeah. yeah it's, it's really cute. Good. And it does kind of make me want to go to Canada for that healthcare. <laughs> I also styled Dulce for Bust Magazine and I did that entirely remotely while I was getting ready to get on a plane for Oregon. Hell so, yeah. Talk about like, uh, having your cake and eating it too. That was cool. Um, the Emmys was really big though. That was a huge moment for me. I think like, um, that's one of those things that I actually both Emmys and bus were things that have been on my like goals list as a stylist. So it happened. It did happen. But I also like in the past, I have been really reluctant to have any real goals. Why? And this is like, I think that this is actually probably more relatable. That's why you got to read that manifesting made easy. Right. Exactly. Well, that's the thing is like, I think I've been so afraid of having goals because I didn't want to not achieve them. Yeah. But like in the back of my mind, they're always there and then they happened. So 
I think it's also like you don't, I'm so fearful of getting into like a mind of like a headspace of desperation where it's like, I just got to go out and find this or I won't achieve my goal. Like yeah. I, I, it's like a fear of failure. That's a scarcity mindset. Yeah. It's a failure to launch yeah. kind of mindset. And so it's not good. That's a really good point. Like the Is movie? Scarcity. Failure yes, to launch? Exactly. Who's in that? Is it, I think it's Sarah Jessica Parker. Is it about his dick not being able to get up? Probably. <laughs> All of the best 90s rom-coms are. 10 Things I Hate About You, Your Dick, Your Dick, Your Dick, Your Dick. Your Dick, Your Dick, Your Dick, Your Dick, Your Dick, Your Dick. All starring Matthew McConaughey, poor thing. Yeah, so that was it. And then also, I went, I did a fuck ton of travel this year that was really fun. Yeah, you did. Didn't you do that also, that can you say that thing, that the crazy, cool family that you styled? That was in 2017, but oh, that was, was really cool. Yeah, that was the end of the year. So oh. yeah, I can talk about it. I just can't share the photo of it. Oh. Um, no, I worked on this shoot where they flew the entire crew to Virginia to shoot this family. And it's like a Vanity style, Vanity Fair style photo shoot where it's like over the top costumes and everything. But basically like we created a character around the real personalities of each of the yeah. members of this family. It's like a, it's a very, like the shoot itself would probably be like hundreds of thousands of dollars. I don't know how much, but it's for one photo. Oh, I love, that's so cool. It was really cool. It was like a couple weeks of prep and then, you know, 20 minutes of shooting. And then uh. that's it for one photo. And it turned out incredible and I cannot show anybody. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's private. It's a private thing. Have but, you seen it though? Yes. It, it's really, really cool. Like, if you can picture, I mean, it's like, it is, it's Vanity Fair style, so it's like over-the-top costumes, over-the-top set dressing, like, yeah. really It's like cool. a David LaChapelle. Yeah, it's like we created, um, we created a whole, like, a fictional scene, but then each piece of it relates to that, like, ev- there's not a single thing in that photo yeah. that isn't meaningful to that family. So I love that. Yeah. It's really, really special. I mean, it's like, it's such a incredible concept. So that was cool. But that was 2017. Um, but yeah, I traveled well, all over the country. fucking forget about forget it. Forget it. It doesn't matter anymore. Right? Yep. <laughs> it's like kind of a funny thing. It's like, oh, I look back at the year, but only these accomplishments count. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that was a really cool thing I worked on. I worked on some commercials too, and I did some different shoots and things, but... Um, I think the Emmys and the Bust magazine shoot were probably my yeah. biggest like little stars in my cap career wise. But I also my husband um is a really incredible wedding photographer and so he was hired by this couple from Oakland to follow them across country from California to um should we talk about what's going on with Lupe right now? I think we're just hearing. Are you hearing gruntins? Yeah, gruntins? Pro- producer producer Lupe is uh having some words with David S. Pumpkins right now. <laughs> It's a little uh, pumpkin sure. bear. Her toy is a bear dressed as a pumpkin. So funny. Um, no, so we so basically Rob got to photograph them. Their wedding was in North Carolina, but they're from California, so they did a cross country road trip. Yeah, and he followed them, and they stayed in different cities across the country, and he took their picture in each one. So it was called yeah. Vows Across America, and I got to tag along. But at the same time that they started their trip. I also was invited by um, singer-songwriter Mary Lambert, who we've had on the, yeah. we've had on the show. Friend of the cast. Friend of the cast. So Mary um, invited me to come to the Dominican Republic for her birthday. And I don't think she thought I was really going to come. And I was like, <laughs> no, bitch, I'm coming. 
this is happening. I would never call Mary a bitch ever in my life. Um, what about bish? Uh, I don't, I'm not even, she's just Betch. like literally such a nice little like glowing human being that you're just like, I can't call you a bitch. <laughs> you're so, you're literally Blish. the salt of the earth. Um, no. So yeah. So I got to go to the Dominican Republic and then fly back and meet them in Austin. So I yeah. basically did like a whole month of travel. And I think it actually amounted to five weeks. That's still, it's huge. It was really cool. And I got yeah. to see so many cities that I'd never seen before that I like really loved. And um, did you guys go through Fort Sumner? No. In New Mexico? Not. You oh. know what? So we did go to New Mexico, but we didn't get to like stop in some big, into, into like big cities or anything. Yeah. But we did stop. This was really cool. We stopped at this place called the Blue Hole. <laughs> What's that? So this is like part of my accomplishments for the year. Um, Cause I, don't you I wouldn't say I blew a, your hole at the blue hole. I blew hole. my hole at the blue at the blue hole. No. I have like a fear of I don't have a fear of heights necessarily, but I have a fear of jumping off of heights. <laughs> what? And okay. you know what I mean? Like I don't like diving boards and things like yeah. that. And the blue hole is a watering hole in it's like a natural watering hole in um New Mexico that is super, super deep. I think it was like sixty feet deep. Oh wow. Yeah, and it and it um is fucking freezing it's the same temperature all year because the water just constantly flows in through this like underground spring yeah so it's always the same temperature it did not matter that it was like 100 degrees out oh so i go to this i go and i like put on my little two-piece swimsuit and i climb up the rock and there's this like really high rock it's probably like it's probably not that high it's probably like 15 or 20 feet but that's to me, high yeah i mean like to people who are not afraid of things that's not that high but to me that's like it's really fucking high yeah and the thing that was really great is that we got there and there was not really anybody around except for this these two other guys and then um they hadn't gotten in yet but they saw me go in and so the two of them went in with me and it was like this solidarity of like all right we're gonna do this together it's so cold right so we're both like trying to warm up and I was like, I really want to jump off that rock, but I'm afraid. And so one of the guys went and he jumped off first to show me how, like, he's like, I survived. You'll survive. Yeah. It'll be okay. So then I jumped after. And by the time I jumped, there was like probably 10 or 15 people who'd also gathered. And so it was like, we were kind of all into, like, we're just a bunch I of strangers. Know, so weird. But there's like, like such I like. Jumping. I don't like it. I know. Yeah. It was awesome though. It was like really, really fun, really freeing and like just felt like a great experience. Um, yeah, to kind of like face a little fear, and yeah. so and do it in a two-piece swimsuit in oh, front of strangers. Yeah. You know, 2019 facing your fears, facing your fears in a bikini. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. That's the name of my book title. Facing your fears in a bikini. That's yeah. a great book title. It is. I'm not no joke. Write it, but uh, but you what can't have it, anybody. Sorry, something sticky. Oh, um, all story right. Story of my life. <laughs> something sticky. The story of toddlers. So, all right, those are your accomplishments for 2019? I think so. What else did I have? Hell Anything yeah. Um, I did also want to say that I, there's a couple other things. So like. It's like a career too. It can just be like. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is like, I also think I had some really good therapy breakthroughs this year and that's mm-hmm. not something people typically want to like put a star on for the year. But yeah. like, I think, it, I think therapy is such a, an important thing. I really advocate for people doing it. Not because it's like. Oh, go get your head checked out. But I think it's just because it's really nice to have somebody who's like trained to listen. Well, okay. On that subject, yeah. I think that a uh, little talking a little bit about uh, it's gotta be positive to be mentally healthy. 
And uh, I'm going through uh, starting antidepressants right now. Yeah. And uh, day two. I'm on day two, and it's been a lot of like, I was fighting it for a while because. I think we get into this mindset of like, I'm strong enough. And especially too, diet culture tells us we can heal our bodies mm-hmm. through food. Mm-hmm. So to be like, oh, I'm just moody because I had like a fast food cheeseburger. And that's why I can't wake up in the morning and feel that life is pointless. Mm. No, that's not it. Like you're not going to cure your mental illness or mental health through like clean eating. It's not going to happen. It's a false it's a false lie. It's a lie that diet culture perpetuates that you will just, you know, this lie that like you are cured wholly by food. And that was something that I had to get over. Yeah. A lot was like this. I still had it in my mind. Like, well, if I just, if I just cut out gluten, <laughs> then I won't be so sad. Listen, I mean, the thing is like our, what we put in our bodies does impact us, but it's not the whole story. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the lie that diet culture will sell you is that yeah. you, you just need to eat better and you'll be, and everything will be fine. Yeah. And it's just not true. It's no, just not, not at it's all. It's not fair. Um, and I'm tired of it. So yeah. So we're seeing how this goes yeah. and, uh, you know what? And maybe at some point it might not be. Um, prescribed meds. Maybe it'll just be a mushroom microdosing in the desert. Yeah. So, well, you know what? Try different things, guys. We'll see. Um, I've been yawning a lot. That's yeah. Like that's a, a big weird side effect. It's a weird side effect. Yeah. I yawn a lot anyway. Just talking about it makes me want to yawn. <laughs> I think I am going to yawn. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's going to happen. Okay. I was like, one. I was thinking of a joke oh, for oh, it. Here it is. Is like a. <laughs> Is like even uh, even my body is like bored now by my depression. <laughs> this is boring. <laughs> Your body's like, oh, you're gonna try to cure it this time. Yawn. <laughs> I do have a. Uh, I thought this is a funny tweet that I yeah. shared. I know you're not on the Twitter. I am not on Twitter. Right I'm now. barely on Twitter. I don't even have the app on my phone. I just check it when I feel like it. Yeah. Um, which is not how you're supposed to do it. But <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I don't actually know if she's still an editor at Bust, Kate Lesniak. Yes. I'm not bust, sorry, bitch mag. She's the former publisher. Sorry, I don't know anything. <laughs> Fuck. I just know that I went to it's a not conference not even the person where you're thinking. <laughs> I went to this conference where she was and there was only like, I mean, it was a small group. There were maybe yeah. like 50 people there and I was too nervous to talk to her the entire time. So that's Aww. my story of Kate Lesniak. But um, she's the former, former publisher of bitch mag and uh, I love her and I follow her on Twitter. And she said, who came up with the phrase eating clean and was it made to cast double shame on those of us who like sugar and hate vacuuming <laughs> <laughs> i fucking love it i was like i do i do enjoy true. vacuuming i love sweeping do you Kid, yeah you I love, love the sweep i love to sweep it makes me it life. like calms me down hmm. i like a swiffer swiffers are bullshit they are bullshit i like to just put i just like move dirt around yeah dope I just like the way it feels. It, you know that you're accomplishing nothing, but it feels good in the process. <laughs> Swiffering is empty hate Swiffers. cleaning. I'm so mad that you brought Swiffers up. But um, are they the diet pills of cleaning? I maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe but they don't make your brain explode. My um my <laughs> wait. So my an ex, his aunt. I remember this very clearly. His aunt was having brain fluid 
leak out of her brain I've heard and out of, of her nose. Is this from diet pills? Because in the 60s and 70s, she oh. was taking black beauties. Oh, shit. Yeah. And it like... What are, I don't actually know what black beauties So black are. beauties were like the, like the kind of main diet pill. Oh. Yeah. And it was like... It's basically speed. It's all just speed and yeah. meth. Yeah. And yeah, and then like Still so loose. now these women are just like their brains are just leaking. Right. Out of their noses. Well, I you know, my aunt was on Fen Fen, I think, for a while and that mm-hmm. was hard for her when it was taken off the market. I also have a friend whose mom did Fen Fen and lost a bunch of weight and then um gained it back and then had to have weight loss surgery later when Fen Fen was off taken off the market. And had to have heart surgery. I mean, it was just like all these things. And I don't, you know, I think I don't like to judge people for their personal choices on those things because I also understand that they cuticle. Yeah, good. It's bothering me. It's delicious. (laughs) Sorry. Speaking of diet culture. Oh, I eat my cuticles now. I'm on the cuticle diet. Um, I just eat parts of my body. It's just, uh, it's a recycling. Yeah. Oh my God. I really hope someone can know that diet. There's definitely an article in Goop about it right now. Want to lose weight? Eat your own protein. (laughs) There is a whole culture that like drinks its own urine, but that's another thing. Yeah. That's another day. That's another thing. I saw an article actually that with with the headline that said, I put... um, I put urine on my face and this is what happened. And it was to cure their acne. Did it? Well, the thing, the, it was actually kind of a letdown. I'm telling you guys the summation of it because it's a letdown article. And the letdown yeah. is that um, you're supposed to do it for like three months to really see a change. Ew. And they gave up after a month because they were like, I just don't want to be the kind of person who puts urine on my face. <laughs> 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 That's really gross, but also understandable. Um, yeah, there's all kinds of things. There are people who really believe that drinking your urine is like nutritious and good for you and how you get the vitamins you lost the first time. And I'm not, well, I mean, if you do take vitamins, they do just all come out in your urine. So yeah, sure. Vitamins are bullshit. Don't take them except vitamin D is actually pretty dope. I've heard that vitamin D doesn't really work. Whatever, man. I've just heard it. I don't know, man. Science is a fluid thing, apparently. Science (laughs) is very fluid. You know why it's a fluid thing? Because we're talking about diets and like you can, anytime you're talking about anything that like there's money behind it and there's industry behind it, people are going to be like, what? Climate change isn't real. You know, it's the same. It's the same thing. I believe in science, but I don't believe in the bullshit of capitalism. Um, What were we talking about? You were talking about SSRIs. Yes, no, but you were about to talk about the fen fen thing and the oh. oh not wanting to judge people, but I don't want to judge people them. based on all that shit. It's just more like there's a lot of harmful talk that happens this time of year around um, diet culture and diets and dieting. And I got into a kind of a thing with some friends about it because I posted something on Facebook where I basically was yeah. like nobody wants to know about your diet, which is very true. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing: is it's like I'm not saying that. It that I'm not shaming you for doing a diet, and I'm also not offended by you doing a diet. That's the yeah. thing that like gets really irritating to me is when people are like, "Well, you're offended," and I'm like, "Well, no. Now I'm offended that you think that that I'm offended. <laughs> so now you can go fuck yourself." But yeah. you know, <laughs> you know, it's just like, and also I'm very hormonal, so like, don't crawl to me right yes. now. I will lift up a car and throw it into your window. <laughs> um, the power of estrogen. <laughs> Uh, is that estrogen or testosterone at that point? I don't know. I don't have no idea. I'm just like, ooh. Uh, Guys can't do it. Hulking out. 
uh, hulking out on my period. Yeah, get Riding that soy turning into estrogen in your body. Yes. So, okay. I, I have stuff about this, but continue on to no, what you were saying. I would love to, the thing is, like, I'm now wrapped up in so many feelings about it that it's almost hard for me to even oh, articulate. To okay. I'll, gu- I'll, I'll guide yeah. a little bit. So, I feel like when people do tell you about their diet, it is never out of just pure, this is what I'm doing. It It's a, they need to hear themselves say it out loud and they need validation. So I'm being like, good job. Right. That's a good idea. Yeah. Because, uh, because I feel like there are so many of these garbage diets that people don't know, like we're being told every which way how to eat all the time. People need the validation. So they're telling right. you validation. I very much... Um, am now like, if you do need validation, please go talk to a priest about this. Like, <laughs> go confess to a priest how you don't want to eat a cake or I'm whatever. Just like, go to your Weight Watchers meeting. I'm sorry, it's now WW because they're not Weight Watchers anymore. Oh, what it's, it's all like stupid. wellness for widgets. I don't, I forgot what the second W is for. And I, yeah, I guess, look, I don't want to, um, I, I don't want to shame anyone for trying to no. be smaller. Whatever. You know, like... You do... You... Look, every person knows what feels the most comfortable for... Wow. Yeah. I can't even talk <laughs> about it. Everybody knows what feels the most comfortable in their own skin. Yeah. And, like, that's never for me to say. But it, it is just... That's the problem is, like, is where do you separate it from, like, genuine, I, you know, want to do this versus... Yeah. I want to do this because if I don't, I am worthless. Right. I want to do this because if I don't, I will not be accepted by society and I will be unloved and I am flawed and terrible. Like that's, that's like where it is where then it's like, well, then if you do separate that stuff, then, you know, then it's not like, I don't know. I don't want to get too much into like saying diety words, but it's the difference of like, um, I want to do this. I want to lose X weight so I can do this that it doesn't actually have like a number attached to it mm-hmm. versus like I need to lose X, like a vague number right. of weight because I won't be loved unless I do. I think that doesn't make any the sense. The question is what is, what are the real reasons you're doing it? Yeah. And also what validation are you looking for? Yeah. And I think that's the thing is like, and I also, I can't judge that for you. I can only tell you that I don't want you to, subject other people to your internalized bullshit. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like if I went on and I was like, I hate myself, so I spent $5,000 today, people would be like, whoa, Kat, that's like, that's not great. Yeah. You know? And so, you know, it's like, I don't want to, it's almost like that, you know? It's this idea of like, I'm chasing some kind of validation and I'm also telling you that I'm hurting. Yeah. And it's like, I, I don't want to live in a world where as a fat person, I know that people are going to treat me differently because I'm fat. And if you are promoting your diet and, and going along with diet culture in that way, you are an active participant in that. And I'm sorry. Like if you feel that that really helps you, I can't stop you. And it's not that I'm offended. But yeah, I don't need to see that. It's yeah. not good for me. It's not good for the people around you. It's a it's a selfish decision. And that's fine if yeah. that's what makes you feel good. But it's not. I think, I think also yeah. people don't, w- until you're out of it, people don't really understand how triggering, and I don't like to use that word very much, but how, yeah. how diet talk can be so... 
because it can be like you finally like especially for me like I'll finally be like I'm eating like a normal person again mm-hmm. and then someone will be like I cut out gluten and I feel great and then my brain goes oh no should I be cutting out I should pre- oh oh god like right. I didn't cut out I didn't feel good this morning was it because like it just is it because I ate bread yeah, yeah like it'll it is like and I I talked to my friend uh, the other cat about this where we were talking at her dinner and like I was I was reminiscing about like man I used to talk about diet food all the time and mm-hmm. like go because I was telling her about a, a another Christmas dinner I'd gone to where the minute we sat down people were talking about food uh-huh and cutting out gluten and how their lives are different because they cut oh out gluten God. and they cut this out and they cut that out and I don't eat that much of that but I don't eat that like the it was a family dinner and all they were talking about mm. was food they weren't eating right and i'm sitting there just eating the food and being like this is so uncomfortable for me yeah. and then my sister goes jenny didn't you go on kind of one of those oh, elimination no. diets and like when i was younger i was having some health problems mm-hmm. and i went on a very strict elimination diet to which i had to get like hypnotized for wow and they asked me about it and i was just like yeah, it was pretty miserable. Yeah. Like, I didn't eat a lot of stuff, and, like, it was kind of painful, and, yeah, I lost weight, but... If you're doing an elimination diet, it's not... First of all, elimination diets are not supposed to be about losing weight at all. Elimination diets exist for people to figure out what food sensitivities they have and what, like, what allergies they have. Yeah. It has... It is not supposed to be about losing weight. Is it a side effect of it? For a lot of people, sure, but that's not the goal. Yeah. And... But that's actually... That in itself says a lot about how fucked up our mentality is around food that we get to this point where we're like, oh, I'm just going to cut everything out to lose weight. Like, yeah. that's not the to like literally use things that are actually about health and wellness as a weapon against your body. <laughs> you know, it's not okay. And here's the thing is like the whole point of elimination diet is not for you to be on that forever. It yes. is about pinpointing the exact things that cause you issues and then eating going back to eating all the things that don't yeah and and of course like everything in moderation blah 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 like we don't need to say these things we shouldn't have to i'm not i'm not sitting here with a box of donuts being like eat yeah stay fat (laughs) i don't i do i've never gonna peak girl right it's gonna peak it was worth it you're welcome like i was talking to my friend about it and i was like i feel bad for how much time I wasted mm. talking about my diet with people. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of was like, yeah, yeah, no one really wants to hear it. I know. And she's like, I, to be honest, I never wanted to hear it. And I was like, I know. Like, yeah. like I wasn't mad at her for it. I was just like, yeah. See, and it's I interesting that no you say that. No one wants to hear it. It's so interesting that you say that because I feel like it's always been the opposite. Like there's this, the whole thing about the quote unquote good fatty. Yeah. Where like people are like, oh, you know, it's like they, like you, you preempt a strike by being like, I'm on a diet. Oh, but I'm not eating that this week or whatever. Like yeah. you, you make sure to announce these things so that other people know that even though you're a failure at your body, you're working on it. Yes. And it's like this thing. It's like you're constantly apologizing for your body. And I'm not going to fucking do that. I just yeah. am not. Like, if I don't feel as comfortable in my skin now as I did 50 pounds ago, that is my business. Yeah. And how I choose to deal with that is also my business. I don't, it does, I, I've never told people don't exercise. I've never told people don't eat healthy. And I've never told people yeah. like, you absolutely can't go on a diet if that's what you want. 
Yeah. But fat phobia is a, this is, and this is where I think the misunderstanding comes into play is it's like people don't actually really understand what fat phobia is. Yeah. They think it's like, I'm mad at you because you showed a before and after picture. (laughs) (laughs) I'm offended by it. I, you know, I feel bad when people, I feel bad for them. I feel bad that like, oh, like you feel that you needed like, I mean, yes. I, you know what, though? At the same time, it's like, I mean, it, it makes them feel better to have done the before and after. Yeah. Fine. But also it's like, I don't know. I don't know. It's, I don't know. That's that's a hard. I think the hard. thing is, like, I wish people, there's so many articles out here about this where people who have lost weight look back and they're like, I wish that I had known that I was worthy then. Yeah. And that's the thing is, like, I don't, I I applaud you for doing things that make you feel like you can be a better X, Y, Z. Yeah. And I also like my sister-in-law is lost a massive amount of weight and uh, I shouldn't say massive. She lost a lot of weight and she also, which I don't know where she was hiding it, (laughs) but, um, she also got really into powerlifting and I'm like so encouraging and stoked about her, what she and her boyfriend do. Like they go to the gym every morning, like. Yeah. I'm excited for what she's doing because this is what brings her joy. Like, yeah. who am I to rob joy from her? You know what I mean? But the difference is when she and I have conversations about things, she never treats it through this lens of like, there's no shame in it. it is, yeah. It is entirely personal and there's no morals in it either. Yeah. It's never like, oh, if I don't hit the gym, I'm bad. Or if I eat this bread, I'm bad. It's yeah. like, I go to the gym because I enjoy it. It makes me feel good. And it's really fun to see what limits I can push myself to. Yeah. You know? And like, I'm so here for that. Yeah. That's the way, I mean, that's the way it should be. And I think that the the big thing about fat phobia is that it is just so like, it is so drenched in shame and morality. It is. And, you know, there's so much of, like, I follow hashtags of, like, plus, like, my hashtags are, like, fat acceptance or, like, um, body positive or whatever it is. And there's a lot of, like, hashtag fat acceptances will be used as, like, how can you mm-hmm. let these people kill themselves? Uh, they're killing themselves. I, I'm anti-fat acceptance, and this person will always hashtag fat acceptance. And that uh. shit comes into my radar and it's really upsetting and like because it is it's just like it's so shame it like it's I just don't think people fully understand you know what not even that they don't understand they just won't accept that it is a thing because they're like but you can change do you know what I mean yeah they're like well, well you should be able to change like if you don't like the way people are treating you in your fat body well then you should just be able to change it right and it's like well no actually I should be able to be treated as an equal human. I should be able to get the same medical care as somebody who comes in thin. I should be able to get on an airplane and not be treated like there's something wrong with me. Oh, did you read that article? Oh, it made me so angry. There was a girl who um, for eight years was complaining about breathing issues to doctors and they kept being like, lose weight, lose weight, lose weight. Mm. Eight years. Mm. She finally got to the ER. Someone was like... We're gonna take a scan of your lungs. She had a tumor on her lungs, and oh my god, half of her lung was dead. Oh my god, and like just rotting. I wish people knew that this is not that uncommon. This is common. This is I have friends who it's happened to me. Yeah, I have friends who one of my friends was um you know she's trying to she is trying to lose weight 
and she's trying to walk more, but her knee hurts. Goes to doctor, my knee hurts. Lose weight. Mm. Okay, cool. It's what? That's it. You're not gonna look at it. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, this is the thing is like, I have a friend where this happened with Kaiser here in Southern California that, um, she was going to the doctor for 10 years and like, eh, and you know, shitload of pain. And the doctor would just test her for diabetes every time and was testing her cholesterol and things and would not treat the problem. And then it wasn't until recently that she's like, Oh, I, I have rheumatoid arthritis and I have a vitamin D deficiency. Oh. It's just like, which is also really common for people with autoimmune diseases. So Ugh. it's like these things that could have been totally preventable if she had a doctor who would actually like really look beyond her weight and look yeah. for other problems. This is the thing. And this is where fat phobia comes into play is it, it's not just that it, even in the medical world, it's that people treat fat like that is the whole of the issue of a person. Yes. That like... It is the result of of a lot of things, and that it is also that are bad, and that it's also um, the core issue that a person has. And so, a lot of people will get into like diet programs, like Jenny Craig or Weight Watchers or whatever, because they think that all of their problems will be solved if they lose weight. Yeah. And there's lots and lots of evidence from people who have lost all the weight who say it's weird. I got thin, and then I realized I still wasn't happy. Yeah. Because your happiness and your joy doesn't solely come from your body. Yeah. And that's part of like commodifying. That's like how we've commodified, especially women's bodies. Yeah. But also it's like, you still have to work on your personality. (laughs) (laughs) No offense, but you still got to work on yourself. I mean, that's the thing, right? Like I remember when I first started on, it's funny because I saw a picture today of myself from 2014 and it was in front of the Ace Hotel. And I remember, yeah. I distinctly remember my feelings that day. And I was, um, I said I was 50 pounds lighter. I think it was actually more like, I think it was like 70 pounds lighter. Yeah. And I'm 250 pounds right now. I don't have any problem saying that. Yeah. I was probably 180 at this time. Yeah. And I thought it was huge. And like, I still felt pretty great in my body, but I felt huge. And I had just sort of started on the like body positive thing. Yeah, it's like maybe a year in. And I remember I tucked my shirt. I had I had a shirt that I like tied up and then I was like, "Ooh, I can't wear this. Is it? I'm not ready for the crop top life." Aww. So I put another shirt on, but I tucked it into my pants and I felt like that was such a huge thing and I walked around feeling so insecure. <laughs> and all I could think was like, "I am too fat for this Ace Hotel community." Yeah. Like I was really like fighting with myself internally around these like insecurities. And like now if I was to do that, I'd be like, where's my thong bathing suit? Like literally it's like, I couldn't (laughs) give less of a shit about that now. And in fact, the thing that I find is over the years, um, as I've sort of like grown into myself and allowed myself to do those things, I, it frees me up to deal with other shit. It It just does. does. If I'm not constantly worrying about how other people are perceiving my body, I'm actually able to work on like trying to be a better person. Yeah. And like the thing that I think that we really miss is like in the laws of attraction and all of that, we always say like, oh, it's about the body. But like, I really, A, I really don't want the acceptance of people who only look at my body. Yeah. Like those are not good people. They're not good people. And they're dealing with their own, they've got so oh, much in their own Jesus. shit. Talk about insecure. That they're dealing with. So it's not even worth your time. If people are like worried about being friends with, like if they can only be friends with people who's like, who they're attracted to, that's really fucked up. <laughs> 
right? So that's one thing. And then the other thing is that there's this like whole thing about, oh, well, if I'm actually comfortable in my own skin, it empowers other people to feel comfortable in their skin too. Yeah. I know we've talked about this before, how like sometimes I feel like I'm really just body positive for like thin for women, <laughs> right? Like, like thin women feel more comfortable because... I'm there yep. <laughs> in a in a two piece. Yeah. <laughs> but like the truth is that like I don't mind that actually at the end of the day. If like I make a size eight woman feel more comfortable in her body because I'm there, like I'm okay with that. <laughs> I am. And that's because I'm actually comfortable in my own skin. Yeah. And everybody feels more comfortable when nobody is when when like there are fewer insecurities walking in the room. Yeah. And it just the energy does just like permeate. It just when you feel good about yourself, yeah. It it goes out. And I just yeah, I mean the fat phobia thing is like a big conversation it is. to it's talk. A, it's it's like, real tangled. It's tangled. It's tangled up in also in, you know, social class mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um, you know, feminism and I have this right. great book that best thing my mom ever did. Not my best thing, but so when I was very early on trying to get help from my eating disorder, mm-hmm. um, which was a mess in itself mm-hmm. of like how far shit's come. Um she took me to this group thing and I think she was kind of like, you know, like curious about it and whatever. And then we left this group. I think I was like 21 at the time. And she just pulled out of her bag. She's like, Eugenia, I took this book for you. And mm. she stole a book mm. from this learning center. Oh my God. And it was the book Fat is a Feminist Issue. Oh, wow. Which is a really like powerful 1970s hmm. um, book. And it's, I mean, I'm sure some of the concepts are dated now and sure. like don't apply, but it, it is like all this stuff is like so wrapped in keeping you down. And yeah, I'm actually surprised in some ways that that, that your mom is the one who stole that for you. My mom has these, has these moments. Yeah. And I know. think that's the thing is like, I also think that we have these moments of clarity. Like I can talk with my mom who's a nurse about this stuff and she like logically knows that diets don't work and yeah. all of that. But my mom, like, I think I've talked about this a little bit in the podcast before too. Like, I don't think there's a single woman in my family who hasn't had an eating disorder. Yeah. So it's also really hard because culturally, like it is, it's in my genes basically, right? Yeah. So, and I, I don't think we're that unique. Like I think that probably there are a lot of families where the women especially have some kind of issues with food. Yeah. It's just like we're taught to. Yeah. And so breaking that is really important. And then going back to it, you know, if somebody says to me like, I'm going to go do weight loss surgery because I have diabetes and because like I have mobility issues and things like that. Like, yeah, I'm really scared for you with weight loss surgery because it is very dangerous, but I'm also not here to tell you like, A, I'm not your doctor and B, um, I'm not you. Like you have to make the decision for you. Let me know how I can support you in a way that doesn't promote diet culture, but does promote your healing. Yes. That's what I give a shit about. And so if you are out there being like, Get on the like Nutrisystem or whatever the fuck it is, like all of those things, like Herbalife. Like, I don't want to hear about that. I don't want to hear about your fucking MLM diets. I don't yeah. want to hear about the weight loss program that you're on. I don't want to hear about Kaiser's weight loss program where they give you shakes. Like, I it's oh all, god, it's all like that shit is not healthy. It's temporary. Yeah. And also, if and when you gain the weight back, I'm still here for you. Yeah. Cause yeah. Because. Probably will. I mean, it's just going to be, you know, I think this, the new year is, it's always tough for everyone 
in their journey of body, um, whatever their body journey is. But it's always really, yeah, this time of year is really bad. And it's hard. You know what? Stay off social media for a bit, guys, if you need to. If you need to, yeah. Yeah, if you don't want to hear about people's diet. I mean, like, there have been, like, a lot of before and after photos of people where I'm just like, I just mm-hmm. don't, I don't want to see it. And it mm-hmm. does, it does make me feel bad about myself. And yep. it's not their fault. I'm dealing with my own things. Sure. But they, but I also think, like, we have to remember that this shit is complicated. Yes, it sucks that it, it, we live in this thing where it is like that. Yeah. But that's reality. But it's not even, you know, it's not it's not that the fact that like they have lost 60 pounds and are showing it. It's mm-hmm. the comments. It's the praise. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. that that's the stuff that it's like why yeah. can't I just get praise like that for just being me on like a normal basis? Why I do I have to thing. like show that like I, you know, yeah. am good at controlling right. my body's natural urges to it's very eat. weird when people like cheer you on for it too to a certain extent because it kind of feels like a mother being like yeah you know good job coloring inside the and lines. it is and it is like sometimes you don't know that person is being disordered like right. when i did lose that 40 pounds i mean um when i was on like a anti yeah it was like an anti-candida thing so yeah. i was getting like chronic yeasty problems yeah guys i'm a lady and i have a vagina and stuff happens <gasps> down there Okay. I knew it. I knew it. I that was I was suspected. a lady or that I had yeast infection. <laughs> all of you both. Uh, <laughs> I just, whatever. We all, we all get them. Um, guys, your dicks get weird. Um, yeah, clean your dicks. Yeah. Oh, my God. Jesus. One time. Woof. But, <laughs> you know, I was getting a lot of praise, but also during that time, I was very disordered eating and I was still bulimic. Mm. You know? So it's mm-hmm. like... What, it's like uh, you don't know what people are. You really don't know what people are doing. Yeah, and you're don't. and you're actually encouraging that shit. So the praise I was getting, I was like, guess I'm doing it right. Yeah, guess I'll. And then I fucked up a really good relationship. Like my life. Yeah, my life was better because I could fit into a designer dress and people were nicer to me. But yeah. well, I was also miserable. So isn't like, it what also do you do? Fucked up that people are like, like people really look down on people with eating disorders and at the same time are like, oh my God, you look so great. You yeah. know, like are I even eating disorder gross. I went to college in San but, Diego at a well, private Christian college yeah. on the ocean. Yeah. And you want to talk about moralizing weight loss. I mean, like people were so stoked for me when I went on Weight Watchers, like so stoked, like girls leaving notes on my dorm room door being what? like, I'm so proud of you. And at the time I was like, that's so sweet. And I do think it came from like, an honest place of like encouragement, but it's also like very deep. That encouragement was deep. Yeah, and why do you care about what I do with it? my body? Well, because it's San Diego, and that's like <sighs> you know, like I, in some ways, I think San Diego had a bigger issue with like uh, body stuff than I see in LA. Yeah, with like beauty standards, but you know, it's I, I, there was that, but then there was also like this running joke at my school that um, one of the girls' dorms, because of course we had separate girls and boys' dorms. One of the freshman girls' dorms, uh, the rumor was that they had to replace all the pipes recently because there was so much barfing that it corroded the pipes. No. That is a real rumor that they, and I don't, who knows, I have no idea if it's true. I blame tampons more than anything. I know, right? <laughs> Guys, yeah. stop flushing your fucking tampons. Never gonna stop. stop. Do it. I'm never gonna stop. Stop doing it. I love You're it. destroying your fucking. It's delicious. It's great. I will say one time, I sister had this dog <laughs> who was a mangy fucking that's, dog. That's why. I used to throw my tampons the out dogs. and I, yeah, I came home. Yep. Um, oh, not, I didn't come home. My roommate came home, mm. guy roommate and was like, Jenny, yeah. um, yep. that dog ate all the tampons. Yep. And I was like, no, 
<laughs> True fact, dogs love tampons. I'm not a woman. Please, no, those aren't mine. It's not my vagina. Oh, God, no. Ah. I don't bleed. Who bleeds? Ooh, like, it was so horrifying. Oh, God. That's another thing for another time. Uh, I think we should have a period, period episode. Uh, let's talk about all the, all all the, the ways hi- that... The history of, like, period of periods. bullshit. Because it's really funny, but, like, you know, it's not funny at the same time. I actually know somebody who... Uh, I had a conversation with who I knew had an eating disorder and she was like, so, and she's like into yoga and stuff. And she's super proud of not having a period anymore. And I was like, <laughs> no girl, that's not, <laughs> you gotta laugh at, you gotta be, sometimes shit's so disordered. I'm just like, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Like but when people is... get really sick and they're like, I want sweet. I'm like, oh, you had mono. Yeah. Oh, good for you. Upside, I guess. Silver oh, lining. Well, cool. you weren't able to move or walk for a <laughs> month. I I got mono. I know. But I got mono. Wait, I got mono. And then at the same time getting mono, I had an allergic reaction to a mango. Oh. And then my eye swelled up. Jesus. So I had puffy, swelly lips. <laughs> my eye was swelled shut. And you couldn't move. And I couldn't move. And I had mono. And then I had got, just gotten a Dutch boy haircut like oh, a dummy. Oh, no. You I had was, like a lot happening. I a, that photo exists online. If you guys say. Google Jenny Zagrino MySpace, <laughs> that photo exists online. You have a MySpace still? It still exists, yeah. Oh, I've never deleted it. That's going to be a good gaudy, to- gaudy positive topic. Um, you know, and I just want to wrap this up, the fat phobia thing up on it. It's like, people, if you don't understand what fat phobia means and the yeah. repercussions of it, I would welcome you, first of all, to read an article on Huffington Post. We've probably talked about it before. Love it's that called, article. Uh, Everything We Know About Obesity is Wrong. Um, it's a great article. It's very easy to find. In fact, if you look up, all you have to Google is HuffPo obesity article, and it's the first thing that comes up. Good. So Guys, very easy. It's required reading for this podcast. Yes, it is. And this is an article that is more than 10 years old that says, dieting does not work, UCLA researchers report. Yep. So if you guys want to read more yeah. about that, you're welcome to. Yeah. I mean, fat phobia is real and... Uh, yeah. And it's, and it's ingrained in your bodies and you guys don't even know it. I'm not you, saying you shouldn't eat healthy. not saying you shouldn't exercise. I'm saying you should consider doing both those things because nutrients are good and so is exercise. Like wheat. Those are not yeah. disputed things. But how you respond to fat and fat bodies, that is what you should yeah. make a resolution this year to figure out. It is so ingrained. People, people do not even know it. Yeah. It is so... It is... I still, I still get it. I yeah. still get those feelings of like, oh, and then I'm like, oh no, that's a bad, that's like a fat phobic feeling coming yeah. up. Yeah. And they just fucking happen. And like, you know, you've been conditioned for 30 years to think a certain way. So guys, totally. let this be 2019, the year you break through yes. to the fat phobia. Punch it. Yeah. Punch it. Punch that fat phobia. Yeah. And then right go, hu- go hug a fat person. We're oh, like soft and I'm stuff. I'm so cuddly. We're cuddly, we're warm. Oh my god, so Babies warm. love us. I'm like a little furnace. You ever had like a baby just lose its mind and just fall asleep on you? No, I don't I don't love babies. Oh, well, I like to hug babies. <laughs> oh man, we gotta talk about that article. We have so much to talk about. Okay, next okay. week next week we're talking about history. We're doing some history talk. Well, we got history. Yeah, we didn't get to it today. No, nope. huh? like next episode. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna do it. Sorry. Some history talk and then oh, I wanna talk about that article on uh um the that apple article that you had on your facebook 
Oh, yeah. We got to get into that. Yeah. All right. That's going to be a fun one. Enjoy that. Guys, so happy new year, everyone. I hope you guys had a good new year. Hope you all got um, either shitty or sober, whatever it was. Yeah. And uh, Or just like went to sleep. Yeah. Whatever it is you did. Or yeah. Or I you hope you bed. enjoyed it. Yeah. Happy new year, everybody. Yay.